Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 29th. Think how many kinds of laughter there are. The belly laugh, which proceeds from excessive body and and matter consciousness. The gentle laugh that emanates from the cervical center behind the throat and conveys a sense of calmness. Laughter that originates in the medulla oblongata at the base of the brain affirms ego consciousness, laughter that emanates from the Christ center between the eyebrows suggests clear discernment. When laughter suggests energy moving downward in the spine, it tends to be bitter, cynical, or sarcastic. The best laughter of all is that which directs energy upward from the heart to the brain, then becoming focused at the Christ center between the eyebrows. Well, my friends, I have to say that this one is really a humdinger for me. It's not like I can just sit here and say, oh yeah, I get this, and you know, and then act out for you all the different kinds of laughter. Swami's just, you know, he's just raising a consideration for us on a level of subtlety that I can't claim to have ever actually um, practiced myself. Now, we can start, though, from common sense, because I certainly have noticed how many different kinds of laughter there are. And I have certainly noticed how some laughter, even though people are laughing, it's not pleasant. They just, they have a laughter that is not uh, that is not enjoyable to listen to. You would think that, you know, all laughter would be enjoyable to listen to, but some isn't. And others is delightful. You really love hearing their laughter. Not surprisingly, Swami Kriyananda had, had a wonderful laugh, and it was just, it was never disruptive. It was always um, uplifting. So, but when, so when Swamiji starts analyzing all of these different kinds of laugh, the belly laugh, which comes from excessive matter consciousness. Um, I think of a belly laugh as a happy, lighthearted laugh. So I'm a little confused um, by what words he means, what, what, how he's using these words. So what, what does it mean to be excessively matter conscious? I guess what Swami's talking about, and elsewhere in this book and in other places, we've talked about the quality of the voice and how everybody's individual voice can be used for unique identification. Voice print is a, is a unique identification method um, with all the ways that people have to get around to, to, to fake voices and so on. It doesn't, may not work as well for security as it used to work. But nonetheless, everybody's individual voice is an emanation of their consciousness. We are all vibrations of Om, and when we give voice to our thoughts through the physical vehicle that we live in, we, we absolutely must, 
operate on the vibration that we are. Even if the voice is trained and it affects other accents, the vibration of consciousness cannot be shifted by art. That's why the voice is unique, because each of us is unique in creation, and we are a unique pattern of the Om. So everything that comes out of us is going to uniquely express our consciousness, because that's just, we can't help it. And, and one of the secure security factors in our relationship with God is a very simple phrase that Swami has used from Master also, God reads the heart. And so often when we're with other people, we're misunderstood. We actually use the wrong words, um, and the words don't actually say what we meant to say. Perhaps fear and nervousness intervenes, and we, we are unable to communicate what we intended to communicate. Maybe fear takes over and we behave badly. Um, just all, all sorts of things can happen where um, communication breaks down. Even with the sincerest of intentions, communication breaks down. And so if we're insecure in ourselves in any way, we also may have anxiety in terms of our relationship with God. So the Masters assure us that the Divine Mother knows that it lives inside of us and reads, reads the vibration of the heart. She doesn't listen to the mind. She doesn't hear the words that we put on our thoughts. God reads the vibration in our heart. And the fact of the matter is that's who and what we always are, but we fool people. We, and sometimes we fool ourselves. But the, the sound that emanates from us, and, and I've been speaking of it in terms of voice, but Swami's now here talking about in terms of laughter. The way we, we break, you know, the way we break is also an expression of the vibration of consciousness on which we're living either all the time or in that present moment. So now Swamiji is analyzing the different kinds of laughs and saying that each one is indicative of a, of a particular state of consciousness. Now it would be also true, another aspect of laughter would be to ask the question, what triggers laughter? What do we think of as funny? What makes us laugh? You know, the, the bully on the playground goes up to someone who he considers weak and he makes fun of him and he laughs at him. And he can be laughing and making all his bully buddies laugh, but someone who's more refined and more sensitive would not find anything that he's doing funny. To make fun of someone who is weak, to imitate someone who is weak, or to be um, prejudiced, you know, to make jokes about other people's religions or about their race or their physical appearance or their disabilities, these are not, um, to many people, these are, these are not funny. And yet you see people laughing. People tell raunchy or bawdy stories in which the joke is just, you know, some crude reference to some bodily function. And other people would not even think that's funny. So the other way of thinking about not only, you know, the quality of the laughter that Swamiji is talking about, but what triggers it. You know, what, what makes a person be amused? A la laughter is a sort of break. You know, when we're just, we're, we're going along in conversation or in silence, and then somebody says something that's really funny, 
to us is like an involuntary expression of, of attunement with a certain level of consciousness. So what Swami is analyzing is what level of consciousness are we attuning ourselves to. And the, the reason to do this, the reason why this is helpful, it's, it's not just a question that, oh, we're going to start judging everybody. But when we can discern different levels of consciousness, different ways of relating to the world, and, and what we're ultimately trying to understand is we're trying to understand ourselves. But oftentimes the way we can understand ourselves is by seeing humanity reflected in front of us. And often you'll see a, a characteristic behavior in someone else that, that will, you'll recognize either as something that you are doing that is desirable or something that you're not doing that you should be trying to do or the opposite. So we work on, and also, if we're going to be helpful to other people, it's, it's greatly beneficial to have some um, understanding of their reality. And, and people can't always explain themselves to you at all. Either there's no opportunity to do it, or often they don't understand themselves and they're incapable of explaining. Sometimes the way they explain themselves to you is entirely self-deceived. They just have an idea of who they are. And if we have a, a, a broader understanding in our own awareness of, of what kinds of actions, words, laughter, in um, posture, um, actions, the way people walk, the way they move, what they're actually expressing, then we can um, be more helpful to them or more appropriate in our responses. I mean, how many times have you seen people get themselves into trouble because they, they don't have the discrimination to realize who they're dealing with? Somebody will get deeply involved with someone and you may know that the character of this person is really not admirable, but someone has gotten sucked into it because they haven't trained themselves sufficiently to discern what different things mean when you see it. In Autobiography of a Yogi, uh, one of the gurus, Sri Yukteswar, who was the guru of Paramhansa Yogananda, in, in a, a series, uh, uh, some advice that Sri Yukteswar is giving, he said, try to discern behind the confusion of men's verbiage what their real intentions are. And what he's saying is that what people say about what they intend or who they are often is quite confused, but there's always a vibration. And the vibration that's, it's, well, it's making us um, be more divinely attuned in the same way that God can read the heart um, as we develop calm self-understanding and a calm ability to perceive things as they are without the com compulsion to mold them to our preferences because of fear or anxiety, then we can actually feel the real vibrations of things. This is called intuition. And intuition is, is a much more true intuition, I have to say not merely the idea that I'm being intuitive, but true intuition is actually to attune yourself to the, to the real vibration of things. And intuition can be cultivated through the process of discrimination. So Swamiji's just suggesting to us here, listen to the way people laugh. 
You know, watch how their physical watch how their physical bodies are when they laugh. Swami talks about the different levels within the body. He's referring to the to different chakras. That laughter is coming from different chakras. You know, it's the throat, for example, is where the where the um, fifth chakra is located, and so the fifth chakra is a vib- can be a vibration of of great calmness, a great expansive peace, and when the vibration of the laughter because even laughter can be calm and it can be peace-inducing. It can be uplifting. Swami talks about the best laughter emanates from the heart, and the heart is where we, in its, in its ideal form, the heart is where we feel unified with all of creation and we feel love for all people that, that begins in the heart and rises to the spiritual eye, Swami says. So it begins with a loving regard for humanity, and then it, it, as, it, as that laughter is freed, it elevates to the Christ consciousness where we have what Swami loves to call a God's eye view of humanity. There's a wonderful British humorist called P.G. Woodhouse. He's a marvelous writer. And Swami uh, has remarked that what P.G. Woodhouse has is a God's eye view of humanity. All his stories are completely absurd, but they're also, they have elements of, of real perception in it. And, and uh, what's so wonderful about it is that no matter how absurd the character, they're always lovable because P.G. Woodhouse had a God's eye view of humanity. Swamiji often talks about his time with his guru, with Paramahansa Yogananda, how Master could, could so enjoy the human comedy. He, he, was, he always, when, when there was absurdity in human behavior, he wasn't above laughing, but he would laugh from the heart to the spiritual eye and then always respond kindly. No matter how ludicrously a person had behaved, Master would feel it from that person's point of view and would be very sympathetic and very kind. And, and this is the kind of laughter that Swamiji is encouraging us to have so we can listen to the quality and we can also see, even within ourselves, where is this laughter coming from, even within my own body? And if it's an appropriate time to be laughing, how can I lift it? So this is a very, just an interesting experiment that I too will conduct, and we'll just see what we can learn. Think how many kinds of laughter there are. The belly laugh, which proceeds from excessive body and matter consciousness. The gentle laugh, that emanates from the cervical center behind the throat and conveys a sense of calmness, laughter that originates in the medulla oblongata at the base of the brain affirms ego consciousness, laughter that emanates from the Christ center between the eyebrows suggests clear discernment. When laughter suggests energy moving downward in the spine, it tends to be cynical, bitter, or sarcastic. The best laughter of all is that which directs energy upward from the heart to the brain, then becoming focused at the Christ center between the eyebrows. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.